Yo, what's going on, beautiful people? We are back with another episode of the Respect the Game podcast. As always, we do not take y'all coming back to listening, listening to us for granted. Uh, if you're a new listener, we are definitely not going to waste your time. Uh, this week, we're getting into all NFL free agency. Uh, so you're going to hear some very, um, I don't know, you're going to hear a lot of good things and maybe bad things. Uh, but we're going to take you inside the NFL free agency. Um, we got our brother Christian back. But this week, we are still not at full strength. Uh, our brother, uh, Black Peace, is not with us. That sounds like he died, huh? My bad, dog. <laughs> but he's not on the episode this week. But uh, make sure you go check out his podcast. He's uh, probably going to have a fire episode coming out very, very soon uh, about the Grammys recap. And you can go check out his other podcast called Talking Smoke. Uh, make sure you follow him at black underscore peace, B-L-A-Q-U-E underscore peace. Um, but aside from him, oh, it's not about him because he's not here today. Make sure you start what you're doing, as always, and tell a friend to tell a friend, and then tell that friend to go tell their mama, daddy, sister, brother, uncle, auntie now to follow at Emac Stacks, where you can get all up-to-date sports coverage from the high school level, the college level, the pro level, um, and you can also find all our podcast clips and takes uh, at Emac Stacks, not just on all social media, but also on YouTube. Um, my name is Edward, uh, which comes from a great decision my mother made by naming me after my father, who's a great man. Uh, but if you watch this show consistently, you know I am Nathan you on this podcast without my brethren. So here you are. Here they are. Man, you know, Sean Hoy is a man. Cares cultural excellence, you know, give me what's needed, as always. <laughs> All right, we can do that. You muted yourself. But I like this, I like, I like the game, Christian, I like Isaac, Isaac was excited. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes, I'm oh, Coach Johnson. I, I, I am Coach Johnson. I am the husband of Jordan of five years. Uh, I am the uh, father of Harper and Deuce. And I am here to help you guys think outside the box, think a little harder about what's going on in the world and sports, and to bring a little bit of controversy. What's going on, beautiful people? I'm the one and only Sinesha the Xavier Miles, and on behalf of me and the brothers, as always, I want to say thank you so very much for tuning in. Please continue to do so. We love you. I am Sedacious Miles. I've already said that, but this time I want to say I am the new uncle of Harper and Deuce. Take it away, Edward. <laughs> true that, true that. Yo, man, before we get into the show, Coach Johnson, uh, you just celebrated five years of marriage. Uh, sure. Last week, you got to enjoy your wife all to yourself without yeah. your daughter. Uh, one, how was the uh, how was the, like how was the wedding uh, or the wedding anniversary vacate? One and two, you don't have to be long winded. Uh, what has been able to get y'all outside looking in? It looks like a healthy, happy marriage. Uh -huh. uh, what advice would you give to people on just how to get to like five years? I know people always want to get the longest, but like, how can mm -hmm. you just get to five healthy uh, years in marriage? Yeah, so I'll be quick with that one first. Um, learn, learn how to 
uh, argue and learn how to grow together. Um, that's the that's the biggest thing. Um, I got to learn how to compromise and learn how to work together. Uh, after that, you know, and enjoy each other. Uh, but as far as the trip, it was awesome. Went to Charleston, South Carolina, had some great food, had some great barbecue. It was great. Uh, but uh, also, I was able to uh, learn a lot of history. Uh, Charleston, South Carolina, uh, we didn't realize. I know, I know, I know, I know, real quick. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't realize uh, that uh, it was one of the, the largest slave ports uh, uh, during uh, the time of slavery. And uh, it's, it's uh, thought to be that uh, about 80% of uh, African-Americans who can trace their lineage back to slavery, um, that their ancestors came through uh, Charleston, South Carolina at some point. So um, it was pretty cool to, to, to see that. So uh, to, to learn about it. Oh, man. Uh, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Uh, definitely uh, continue to wish you and your lovely wife another five uh, happy years of marriage. Uh, I got a million dollar question, though. <laughs> and you might, you, you, you one of the fellas, so I feel like I just, it's only right that I ask you this question. Should we be expecting, well, there's two ways. I can ask this your way. First, I'm going to ask it your way. Then I'm going to ask, ask it my way. So first, I'm going to ask it your way or okay. your wife's way. Should we be expecting uh, Harper to have a new sibling in, like, the near future? Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm trying to figure out what you're asking. I'm trying to figure out what you're asking. All right, so secondly, all right, so that was, I guess, the political correct way to ask my way of asking is, did you shoot up the club? Did I shoot up the club? Did you yes. juice up? <laughs> I think shoot up the club is a bit better. <laughs> uh, we, we, we utilized our time wisely. We made this All right, awesome <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right man. We, we, made, we made the most of every moment and, and every uh, gift that we got uh, from our wife's private hour. How about that? So is it safe to say that in nine months? <laughs> no, because my wife's on birth control. <laughs> Yo, man, speaking of uh, children, I should go down the history for this beautiful segue. Uh, speaking of children, uh, it went viral uh, this past week with Kurt Franklin and his son. Um, I thought it was funny. Uh, two, I hate the fact that Kurt Franklin actually apologized for the matter. Um, like, I just like, why, bro? You shouldn't have to apologize. And I don't know if that comes with his stature and him being a role model, him being portrayed as this gospel person, or, oh, you shouldn't curse because uh, you're Christian or whatever the case may be. But, um, I think it was a beautiful uh, showing of a real moment. I think it was a beautiful showing of a real parenting moment, whether or not it was wrapped up in him cheering his son on if he was at a basketball game or if he was digging in his son motherfucking ass because the nigga was being utterly disrespectful. Um, I... We had to pause. Oh, <laughs> pause. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, pause. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, I, I, I guess you had it. I know you had it, bro. Yeah, but uh, I, yeah, I, I appreciate how real that moment was. I don't think Kurt Franklin should have apologized. Um, I don't know the situation in terms of their relationship, 
but the hell with anybody who felt like Kurt Franklin was wrong and the hell with anybody who think he should have apologized. Um, so I think for the most part, that's how I feel about it. How do y'all feel about it? Um, I definitely think like, uh, just on my own personal value, I probably wouldn't call my son a bitch, but I don't know. Maybe Kirk was in the right. Maybe his son was on some bitch ass shit or maybe a bitch ass nigga. I don't know. We don't know the facts. But for Kirk Franklin to go off that end, it definitely sounds like a, I won't say a deep end, it definitely sounds like an end that they visit quite frequently. That doesn't sound like that was like their first or last encounter with him using the bitch word or calling his son poor. Um, I, I probably don't agree with that either. Um, because I believe, maybe his son is, I, I don't know. I don't know his son's financial situation, so I don't want to say it's wrong to call him poor, but I have probably called my son poor. It's kind of low, but damn, I don't know the dynamics of their relationship, man. So uh, I think his son was on some bitch-ass shit, though, for, for posting an argument. That shit was lame as fuck. Like, you try to paint your dad in a bad light. Yeah, you, you is a bitch for that. That's some bitch-ass shit. You could have just kept that under wraps. Christian, really, my dad caught me a bitch. I screwed up. Oh, God. What? What are you talking about? Bitch. Yeah, come on. Show me. Real, real, real quick. <laughs> Christian, you want to weigh in? Me and my dad, we good, though. <laughs> Shout out to my dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't see how this became a viral thing. Um, especially, I mean, I don't necessarily know how, how white families and how white fathers talk to their children. But, but uh, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I've had some uh, conversations with my dad that went sideways. Um, I've, I've said something that he didn't like. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had a, a talking to that was very forceful, similar to what... Uh, oh, so your dad would call you a bitch? Uh... He might have. I, 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 Man, I hell no. Nah, they know what they said too, but my daddy know we'll rock and roll, right? He, he might have. Um, but but I, I can say this. I've, I mean, I've pissed my dad off a couple of times. You know what I'm saying? And and even 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 when I was uh and not now, I would never do it now. But uh, probably like my early twenties, I've definitely said stuff stuff that was that was disrespectful, and he had a reaction like that. Like like, I mean, that's a normal reaction. Me too. But he ain't say that. Yeah, I mean, my, if you get here to think about that, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to put my dad on blast because I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If I, if okay. I, if I said something that earned that, that earned that, uh, that kind of reaction, then I probably deserved it. And obviously he, he deserved it by, by trying to air, his, air it out. Okay. And also too, I don't know if y'all saw his sister came back at him like, Hey, uh, you know, maybe he was you was on some bitch ass shit that warranted it. Maybe he just no, no, okay. so, so Edward, I don't know. I'm gonna Go because uh, I'm gonna disagree and say he should have apologized, but not for the reasons why people felt like he should apologize. I felt like he should apologize because when you in that light, bro, it's the same reason why last week I let Isaac call me ignorant because I had I, I wasn't aware of the man's statement of apology. It's like, I'm going to cancel, 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 cancel up until I hear that man apologize. Because once you apologize, I have to take from that that you're at least a, a little bit remorseful. So in this same situation, bro, 
if Kirk Franklin were to make himself God, when he's trying to preach to us through his all, all his albums that nobody's God, lean on God and trust God, you can't be, as soon as your son piss you off, show your weakness. Because you got all these people who are looking at you. So I feel like that, that was, was an not, intimate conversation that was never it, supposed to be. It wasn't, it, but it wasn't intimate for his son, apparently. Because his son was on some bitch ass shit. Right. So, so now it your son, his son was just a tool to reveal how Kurt Franklin would really be behind closed doors. No, 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 Go ahead, Edward. Go ahead, Edward. Go ahead, Edward. Oh, no, I'm not finished with my take. So when he apologizes, mm -hmm. he's apologizing because he know I said some words, and there are people who follow me yeah, where those where those words would be like, you know, saying Kurt Franklin, like I ain't feeling you telling me to keep hope alive and look to the sky, and then as soon as your son makes you mad, it's like you get weak. It's some people that he follow that that's that weak minded that'll hold that against him. <laughs> And since we do live in cancel culture, uh, and you know when we live in cancel culture, he had to, he had to make that apology, bro. Are you done? <laughs> All right. So first and foremost, I don't think it's fair to call Kurt Franklin weak in that in that in that um, situation because he clearly stated in his apology his son didn't even air the part or start recording the part where Kurt tried to go through drastic measures to bring on the family counselor why to help him. Some people need because their context help. context is everything. That's why it matters. But we got, they got what they wanted to do. You got a sound bite. You got a bro, This is what I'm saying. Don't, don't do something to where you can be put on that. Right, that yeah, spotlight. just live perfect. Just live perfect and then you won't have to. Bro, yeah, it, it, it just it makes it a lot of sense. You yeah. got caught. How do you know you're in a toxic relationship with a son and don't know that he's going to do some flashy? What are we even talking about? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he, had to, he, had to, he had to have a reason to issue the apology or he, knew what he, he wouldn't even issue it. The people behind him, had to be like, yo, Kurt, you got to do some damage control on this shit, bro, because you said bitch, you said nigga, you said po. Like, you got to, you said break, I'll break your neck, nigga, yeah, shit yeah, right yeah. like that. Sedacious, I'm halfway with you. I'm halfway with you that, yes, because of his position, he did need to apologize, right? And anybody, especially especially within the church, it, it, it just had to come... It, why? Again, but I, but I said, I said, like, I, I said, like I don't think he did anything wrong, right? I'm a god. I feel like man. his apology. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think, god think he did anything wrong. False. How do you but, not do anything wrong if he if he deemed judgment on his son? Only God can judge us, bro. So once I, I call someone, uh, uh, that's not of God, bro. Uh, actually, actually, uh, it is it is quite of God to to judge people. I think people need to go read read the Bible because the Bible speaks well, about judging that. people explain rightly. Whoa, but whoa, 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 whoa. yes, it does. I Matthew seven. No, 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 Matthew no, no, seven. No, no, no. Go go and read it. But outside the of Bible, that, hold on, everybody. I want to make every listener clear. We do. We are not telling you to go out and judge. The Bible and God does not want you to go out and judge others. Though we're humans and we are judgmental, that does not make it right. It's for another conversation. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that another, another time. That's but, not another conversation because I'm not having that conversation with you, but go ahead. That's fine. Uh, yeah. But uh, for, for, for him in, in that situation with, with, with his status and what he does as, as a career, he didn't come out and apologize because, because people could take it like, oh, wait, how can you preach to me and you act like this, right? He needs to show, hey, look, though, though I have this, 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 uh, 
this platform, I still am human, right? I, I'm still a sinner who's saved by grace, who, who, who needs the grace of God, right? And I had a weak moment. And this, is a, this is a moment that I have with my family. And that's all he needed to do, uh, you know? So, yeah, but as far as, as far as him being in that moment, I don't think he did anything wrong. I mean, you know, sure, the Bible says, be, be ye angry, but sin not. But, uh, I mean, you know, things happen. Things happen and, and, and you know, and that, that's how he reacted in the moment, so. I just don't want you to. So, uh, for me personally, right, uh, like I was saying to begin with, uh, he put out an actual statement. That's how you feel. That's okay. We'll learn to mute button. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I understand y'all's point of view and saying because of his statue and like what he, I guess, like preaches, um, you know, he should apologize. One of the biggest things that I get away from Kurt Franklin's music is that like I am far from perfect. I feel like that's a resounding sentiment of most of his music is that I, Kurt Franklin, am far from perfect. I am a human being. I have messed up countless, 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 countless times. Um, a just man, uh, a just man uh, falls down seven times get, get, and gets back up eight. So I feel like Kurt Franklin, as he's always said in his music, he is not perfect. He was in a situation where he may have not used perfect language or perfect judgment or whatever y'all want to say. And I don't feel like he was wrong for being in that act because everybody in a mama or who may be judging him have found themselves in situations where they've been saying something to someone else that they shouldn't be saying, or they've said something degrading to someone else, whoever that person in their family may be. You may be a, may be a, a child. You may have said something crazy off the wall to your mama or your daddy or your brother or your sister, or whatever the case may be. So um, I understand how y'all feel. Again, Kurt Franklin is, is in this statue. People look at him a certain way, so he should be able to go before people and say, I apologize, da, 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 but like Kurt ain't perfect and he ain't never said he was perfect. So we shouldn't look at that video. It's like, oh my God, you said those words, Kurt Franklin, you're not perfect. Like, what is that about? Um, and overall, I thought it was funny as hell. So that's why I appreciated the video. Uh, but yeah. So you're saying you still don't agree that he should have apologized. No, and I say no with also understanding why y'all said he should. So no, 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 I didn't say, I didn't, I didn't say he should. I didn't say. Oh, that. Well, Isaac, I mean, well, sedations and Christian. So I'm really not understanding your reason as to why he shouldn't have apologized. Maybe he should apologize to his son for calling his son a bitch, but like no, he said, shouldn't. That's what I'm saying. If his son was doing some bitch ass shit, maybe I don't know the dynamics of their relationship, but I just know me and my dad know me, right? And he just knows, like, bro, you not finna do that. You finna call me no bitch. Edward, what's the reason as to why he should not? Son apologize? might be a bitch, because I'm finna take it though. The reason Kurt Franklin should not have apologized. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like he. I don't feel like Kurt Franklin owed anybody an apology. Personally. And the reason being? 
It's because that's between Kurt Franklin and his son. And Kurt Franklin has never portrayed to be perfect in any way for anybody to feel some type of way about why you're saying these things. I don't feel that's why I don't believe Kurt Franklin should have apologized. Okay, so when it got when it went viral, everybody, everybody heard it. So now I take my hard-earned money and I pay this man who's giving me encouragement. And I'm so and this man is telling me every album. That I know things get hard, and I know we're not all perfect, but we should all strive to live Christ-like as much as possible, right? So I'm giving this man money for him to tell me I should be Christ-like as much as possible, no matter what's going on through your life, like, bro, we are not. No, Isaac, no, Isaac, no. No, no, Isaac, stop, Isaac, stop, keep going, Sebastian. I pay him his money, and then I see on my Twitter that the nigga's no better than me. <laughs> And I've been paying him money for years. Revolution. You know what I'm saying? Like, help me believe. Like, I've been paying him money for years. He's been telling me for years, like, no matter what happens, keep your head to the sky. Depend on the Lord. Like, how you going to now tell me, since I, I call him, I see, bro, you called your son a nigga. I don't even call my son a nigga. You said you'll break your son's neck and all that shit. I don't even do that shit to my son. So you're gonna tell me I'm gonna watch the nigga that I give money to, who's and not now I feel like okay, you don't agree with his parents. He's lying. So, so why why would why would he not feel like he owes me an apology? And I'm I'm you know I'm saying I'm looking up to him. He's one of the, it's your fault for looking up to him. Like the the but but I'm, I'm not speaking for me. I'm speaking from everybody else who's been. Okay, everybody else feel like. All right, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say my piece. If you want to rebuttal? That's fine. But we're gonna move on after this. Again, I believe. As me, you, and Isaac have grown up together from yay how to a grasshopper, praise dancing to we could probably do an album worth of Kurt Franklin songs. If you truly listen to Kurt Franklin's songs, I, like I said before, I believe the resounding sentiment of Kurt Franklin's music and his catalog is that I am not perfect. None of us are. No matter what you go through, it's going to be hard. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to fail. As Kurt Franklin has shouted out millions of times how he's had a ridiculous problem with porn and sex. What else has he shouted out millions of times, though? Trust on the Lord. Okay, well, does unto, that mean you can't be perfect, right Does that mean so trusting in the Lord mean you've got to be perfect? What well, you you're saying? saying that he's always told us he wasn't perfect, but you're negating all of the shit that he's told us to do because you ain't perfect. Just and because you're not, not practicing what he preached. You rely on the Lord because you're not perfect. He's, he's not practicing what he he's not practicing. He's not practicing what he preached when he got caught in a Because in the, a mo moment. the moment that you get matter. upset you get and you feel like nobody's listening, when you feel like nobody's listening, you can tell your son, you can call him a nigga and say you're going to break his neck and call him all these things. When you feel like ain't nobody listening, that's what you do? All right, come on, man. All right, we can move on. All right, yeah, we can move on. <laughs> so, uh, I, right, watch, your, watch your face, Isabel. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, get, get back into the camera. But I was ignorant last week because the nigga apologized. Yeah, oh, you was ignorant because you lacked the information. Let's move, spoke let's move on. Let's move on. Which is why you had an ignorant tape because you didn't know he. Let's move on. Yeah, and now we can move on. Right, because you niggas is ignorant. You just acknowledged that at the beginning of the show that you. No, now you niggas is ignorant. Let's move on. Out of that is a very. That is a very baiting comment you just made. Yeah, it is baiting because it's not ignorant just because on. we don't agree with your What's parents. What's the next topic? We don't, yeah. Kurt, oh. we don't agree with Kurt Franklin's parents and child, and that's okay. 
do have to say that. I'll, I'll say this real quick. I'll say this. I'll say this real quick. Scripture backs sedacious. Oh Lord, here we go. Podcast getting derailed now. Scripture, scripture backs sedacious. Go, Christian. Paul, go. Uh, Paul says uh, both in uh, Titus one and I think in uh, uh, Timothy two as the other place where he where he lays out the requirements for uh, an elder I, in the church. So, so any, any anyone who's a, a leader in the church, uh, and one of the requirements is to be above reproach. And what that means is to not do anything that will cause someone to say something negative about you, right? So don't have anything inside your character where someone can say, oh, see, there you go. That right there. Can't follow you now because of that. So Sedacious well, does have a point. Okay, so I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm baiting you. Go ahead. Please, go ahead. Please, please forgive me. So Sedacious, are you offended by Kurt Franklin's recent actions as you paid this hard-earned money to listen to his music over the years? Are you personally offended and hurt and feel betrayed by his actions? Let me ask you something. What point is that? No, proof? answer my question. No, I don't want to answer, answer my question, please. Answer, answer question. my question, please. Respectfully, please answer my question. So I'm getting ready to tell you what you can do with that. Well, well I, I, I'm still confused as to how that helps this case. Bro, answer the question, bro. Mr. Nation, no, it, I, I, it has nothing to do with the case. You answer my, I'm asking you a simple question. It is not connected to anything. It's a simple question to you oh, specifically. Oh, was I personally offended by Kurt Franklin? Yes. No. Okay, let's move on. All right, so NFL so who the free fuck were you speaking for? <laughs> NFL. Uh, he's hey, wasting our time. NFL. Do we not try to get millions and millions of listeners or what? Are we just talking about? Yeah, we want them to get into our take. You wasn't supposed to speak for the masses. You don't know how. Yeah, I, I, bro, I always speak for the masses. This nigga about? just read Why? the scripture. Hey. He just read the scripture that would agree with me, and y'all still want to hey, argue. Hey. So I think I think this is a deeper point. He didn't point. say he agreed with you. He just hold said on, he said the scripture. I said I said he scripture agrees. The scripture. Isaac, I said scripture agrees with sedacious. It backs up sedacious's point. Right. But but, but I think agree with me and Edward, right? So, somewhat, somewhat I did. I I agreed with with, with both of y'all. I I can hold two two opposing ideas in my head oh, at the same time. You can hold two truths, Christian. You can hold two truths. And I say I can hold two truths. I say I can hold two opposing ideas. So which one is the truth? You know it. The truth. Which one is the truth? I can hold two opposing ideas in my head at the same time. If it can be two truths, which one is the truth? He shouldn't have, or he should have apologized. On everything I love, I've never wavered on any stance, and all of my arguments have been transferable down to any argument you want to bring up in the history. These niggas love to stand on both sides of the fence. You know what? Everybody, everybody, go play back. Go play back the podcast. Everyone, go play back the podcast. Okay, Isaac. Okay, Isaac. Okay, Isaac. I know you missed me last week. I know. I know you missed me last week. Hey man. Okay. Okay. The people will come back. The people will come back to listen to us so we can have this and conversation next week. Let's get into okay. NFL free agency. Well, Elwood, Elwood, Elwood. Because it's, it's not on that topic. But I just Man, want to say something. You just got handled, shorty. Let's move yeah, on. No, 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 I did. If you go back and play, Isaac. Isaac, Isaac. People, oh, if you go back and oh, if you go back no. and listen to well, the listen to my take originally, I said I said that I thought that that he should have apologized. I said I didn't think he did anything wrong. I said he thought he should have apologized. But there's 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 a reason.
All right, beautiful people. So we're moving on to uh, NFL uh, free agent <laughs> right now. Uh, and so a lot of big moves have happened. Last week, uh, Dak Prescott uh, re-signed with the uh, Cowboys four years, $160 million. He has a no-trade clause. And on top of that, he cannot be franchised. Uh, so that just wasn't on with us. Well, no, I lied. <laughs> I was about to say he wasn't on. You was, y'all, they had some uh, technical difficulties, and we got into that conversation. But nonetheless, uh, it's still uh, top news for Cowboys fans. Uh, not only that, Drew Brees just retired. We're going to go through uh, some of his uh, NFL records as he's retired, and that has left the uh, playing field open uh, with the Saints between um, Taysom, Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Uh, talk about Cam getting some weapons in New England. We're going to go through that. Y'all know Christian going to talk about the Jags as we slowly but surely get, uh, get closer and closer to uh, the NFL draft. The Chiefs have been making some moves with their offensive line. They didn't let a couple people go. Uh, for some reason, Christian always thinks the Texans are doing good things in the offseason. We, uh, we're going to figure out why he believes that now. Uh, looks like I'm not sure what happened with Deshaun and what he made. I don't know where he's going to go. Jet, the Jets, the uh, Dolphins, who knows right now. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, he is now uh, with the Washington football team. So it looks like, at least for now, uh, pending a possible Deshaun Watson trade that the Dolphins are committed to a tour. Um, and so uh, so before we get into free agency, I'm going to just open it up with some uh, pay our respects to uh, Drew Brees. And I would like to know sedacious. Well, I'm going to go Ivy. I'm going to go Sean Hard. Drew Brees has, here is here is some of his uh, uh, records he's retired with most uh 123 games with 300 passing yards 97 games with three plus passing touchdowns um and he has uh the most pass attempts which is 60 and the most completions which is 39 in a game without an interception uh and that game was actually a playoff game uh, he has 12 straight seasons with 4,000 plus passing yards, 16 games with 400 oh, no, wait, plus wait, wait, passing wait. 12 yards. straight seasons with 4,000 plus? Yes. Okay, wow. Uh, uh, 16 games with 400 plus passing yards, 57 straight games with 20 plus completions. Genesis, that is that go. 7,142 completions, which is an all-time NFL, uh, which he retired with that being the all-time leader with 7,142 completions, 80,358 passing yards, which is right now an all-time record as he has retired, and he's the fastest to reach 70,000 passing yards. He also has five seasons with 5,000-plus passing yards. And he has had 17 straight seasons with 20-plus passing touchdowns. Sean Hart, uh, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to pertain to all those records, but, like, you know, what is your overall synopsis on Drew Brees' uh, career and his legacy in the NFL? Um, I believe Drew Brees will go down as a, a top-five quarterback, as it currently is stated today. Um, I saw Ryan Clark's uh, list of top five quarterbacks ever, and he quite literally had Patrick Mahomes at five and left Drew Brees out of there, which is something I don't agree with, which is why I say currently you have to put Drew Brees top five just due to him being arguably the statistical GOAT. 
um, throughout the NFL, minus the championship, uh, you know, category in regards to those statistics. But everything else, um, he's giving you a run for your money, you know, in regards to yards, completion percentage, and, you know, a couple of other, you know, factors you hit on. But, I mean, sure, for our Hall of Fame, first ballot career. First ballot Hall of Fame career for sure. Well, all right then. <laughs> hey, hey, he's still like racist, right? Everybody, right, we got man. a lame ass fucking just taking sedation's place tonight. Y'all just excuse him for his little outburst. The nigga not racist still? Damn, bro. You you are you gonna hey, judge everybody? Isaac, hold on, Isaac, hold on. No sedatious. Ask me why he's not Because <laughs> he gave an apology. All right, so with wow. the uh, Patriots, with the Patriots free agency, right, guys? Um, I want to talk about uh, Cam. He did, that, he did use that logic with Miles Leonard. That was good. So, uh, so that, 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 that was that was that was that was a bad reasoning, but yeah, like right, because yeah, you said that shit like he, it was smart. He used like, it though. What does that mean? Yeah, it's it, it's not smart, isn't it, Christian? It's not smart at all, right? Yeah, we just use the same logic that your boy used. Literally the exact same. <laughs> okay, can you explain what you meant? What did you talk I'm, about? I'm, I'm, Isaac, 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 right Isaac, if you, I'm not going to have with you. We're going to talk about free agency. Go ahead. Let's have, let's talk about free agency. All right. All right. So, uh, Cam Newton, right? Uh, this need to link up and hang out. Uh, I have to say, Christian. All right. So, big deal or no deal, right? So, the uh, Patriots missed the playoffs for the first time uh, since 2008. Since then, the free agency, they have committed $137.5 million of guaranteed money uh, and contracts. So right now, uh, on the, I'll just say real quick, the defense. So uh, for defense, uh, they re-signed uh, Diatri-wise to four years. Then they went and got the Dolphins defensive tackle, uh, Devon Gacho. Uh, the Eagles safety, they just signed Jalen Mills for four years, $24 million. And they also went to get the Ravens linebacker, Matthew Judon, for four years, $56 million. So, uh, so far, that's their, uh, that, that's their uh, defensive uh, free agency moves. Um, uh, obviously, you know, they uh, switching over to offense. Obviously, they just, uh, you know, Cam Newton resigned for another year. And so talking about getting him weapons, because, you know, some people feel like he didn't necessarily have a, a lot of pieces to uh, work with uh, in New England. So now with Cam Newton resigning another year, the Patriots went to go get uh, the Titans tight end, John, John New Smith. He's signed, he's signed for four years, 50 million. Then they went to go get the Chargers tight end, Hunter Henry. He signed for three years, 25 million. Mm -hmm. Then they went to Las Vegas to get the Raiders, uh, Nelson Aguilar. He signed two years, 26 million. And then uh, they went to go get the 49ers wide receiver, uh, Kendrick Byrne, uh, what is he for? Three years, 22.5 million. So my question uh, to you, Christian, uh, we're going to talk about the Ravens. Uh, and I know, obviously, when we, when we talk about uh, Lamar Jackson, he doesn't have a number one receiver. That's why he isn't, you know, that, I guess, he doesn't have any help in the passing game. He doesn't have a number one receiver. Out of those guys that the uh, Patriots went to go get for Cam Newton to be able to throw the ball to, John New Smith, uh, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, 
are those guys and can those potentially be some number one guys or number one targets to like help the Patriots get back in the playoffs? So, no, uh, there's no number one receiver in that group. Uh, the tight ends, the tight ends are, are, are better than the, than the receivers are, but, um, but there, there's, there's a, there's a lot of talent there that you will see Cam Newton look a lot better than what he did this past year. Um, John U. Smith is phenomenal, uh, a, a phenomenal talent. I think he's actually better than Hunter Henry. Uh, but if Hunter Henry can, can, um, can, can get a full season in, um, and they can go with that old, uh, you know, 2010, 2012 Patriots, uh, two tight end uh, deal or, or very similar to uh, the uh, 2019 uh, Baltimore Ravens type offense. Man, this, this thing could be really nice. I, I really like the moves that they're making. Uh, I really like how, how the NFC East is, uh, is shaping up right now. I like it. Y'all got anything to add on it? One thing, um, I said Sedacious was on some lame-ass fuck shit, and I don't know if that hurt his feelings. I don't want to say it like on some lame shit or some like some sentimental shit, but I want to apologize to the public <laughs> for that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, uh, you know, have him feeling some kind of way because I said, I said those. That... Yeah, so Buffalo's still going to take that division in my mind. Um or if not Buffalo, Miami, I, I just don't. I think the Patriots' time is done. That's it. Uh, uh, who you said is done, Dacia? You said, you said the Patriots. Oh, okay. You think they time Patriots. is done? Patriots. Okay. It could it could be. That division is looking a lot better, man. It, beyond, beyond them, like, uh, not overpowering everybody with talent, you know, Miami's looking a lot better. The Bills are looking a lot better. I really like what the Jets are doing this offseason. Um, I'm kind of getting to the point where I hope they don't even trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, so question to, you know, question to all, all y'all can touch on this if y'all want to, but like, do you need a number one receiver to be a Super Bowl contending team? And if you don't, if the answer to that is no, like what type of receiver do you need to just be able to like be a, a threat or a contender in the NFL? No, no, you don't need a number one receiver. I mean, the Bucks last year, I mean, yeah, sure, people can look at Michael, Mike Evans and say that he was the number one receiver. But, you know, in reality, um, they had three good, really good receivers. Yeah, three number ones on one team. Um, I mean, yeah, to be honest with you, you had three number ones on one team. But uh, any team, the NFL is getting to the point nowadays where any team that has uh, three really good receivers – Right. So even, you know, if you don't even have all, all number ones, but they're all really good. So if they're all number twos. Well, that number three guy is going to end up getting on, getting against a defender that's not that good. And, you know, they'll get, you know, number one type numbers. So, um, you know, as long, as long as there's three good receivers, you, you know, you can get by. So so if you don't have at least one number one receiver, you would at least need three decent or really good receivers to get by. Yeah, even but even if you if you do have a number one, a, a number one by itself is not going to get you there. I think uh, it'd be better to have three. Uh, Falcons. Complimentary pieces. Yeah. Complimentary football. Yeah, but even, I mean, even if you think about the
uh, uh, Muhammad Sanu had his best year, and Taylor Gabriel had his best year. So, you know, they uh, – and, and Austin Huber was a rookie that year, uh, uh, was balling out. So, you know, they, they had a lot of pieces uh, in that, uh, that offense. But so the question you're asking doesn't pertain to defense, does it? Because I feel like if they have – I guess to piggyback off Christian, if they have one number one receiver and two good, consistent guys with a stout defense, you know, I, I don't think you beat that team. Well, I think they get to the Super Bowl. You can beat them, but I think they win the Super Bowl. A stop defense and three, at least one number one receiver and two more consistent guys. That's that's a team right there. Yeah. I mean, that was that was the difference in, in this past Super Bowl. You know, uh, the the Chiefs have arguably the best receiver in the league, Tyreek Hill, and number two, number three, didn't show up. Didn't get off the bus again. When do you uh... – when do you start to judge a receiver and say he's losing it or he's like lost the step? Like when you know what I'm saying? Because um, I know, I know through learning and and watching the game more intently that you can't always put one player's lack of success and make that all his fault because you know all the different variables that go around football or whatever the case may be. Um, but like. I know for quite some time, right, like guys have always and probably still do uh, put uh, Julio Jones, like he's always like the number one receiver, like every single year. That's what he said. They should like people always put Julio Jones like up there, like he's number one of the number one receivers. And I know me personally, right, I, I didn't really watch that many um, Falcons games. Uh, personally, was, like, so, so personally what? When I was a Texans fan, and Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson and De DeAndre Hopkins was lighting it up, and uh, what's his name? What a hundred a hundred targets and no drops? DeAndre Hopkins was a hundred plus targets. And my mind, I'm like, okay, like this guy has the stats to show, like, yo, he's not dropping balls, right? So, like, why is he like? Why are, people may put him in a say that maybe that season he was top five receiver. Uh, but like they like, I'm like, how is he not number one? And then be like, oh, Julio Jones is still that guy. And I'm like, bro, he's not putting up the type of numbers that DeAndre has. But again, I understand that different variables, different circumstances. Julio Jones, he's the number one guy on that team, so he get double team, triple team. So like, there's those type types of arguments. But and not specifically about Julio Jones, but just how do you evaluate when a top receiver is no longer like that top tier or his skill level is like waiting? Like, how do you evaluate that properly? Gotcha. Like that? Uh, like yeah, well, I'll, 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 answer, I'll answer that, but but to, to clear something up for you, Edward, let me ask you a question. Who, who's, a better, who's a better basketball player, uh, LeBron James or Steph Curry? LeBron. Okay. Because he can do uh, more is what you about to say. Exactly. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's very simple. All right. So, uh, but as far as, you know, when, when, hey, how do we know if the receiver is, you know, not the top guy anymore? Well, uh, for someone like Julio Jones, right, he has size, speed, he's able to separate, and he can catch contested uh, uh, passes. He can beat you deep. He can, you know, he can take a slant um, uh, 80 yards. Uh, so he has all – Everything in one package, right? As soon as as soon as we start to see that, hey, wait a second, he's not separating from defenders like he used to, or he's not coming down with contested balls like he used to, 
or, you know, he's not getting behind the defense like he used to, you know, um, that that's when we'll start to say, hey, maybe he's not number one anymore, right? So uh, some like similar to, to Des Bryant. Des Bryant had like two, three years where he was unstoppable, but he was just a contested catch guy. Uh, as soon as he, you know, wasn't able to be that contested catch guy anymore, he never learned to separate as a receiver. And so, uh, you know, once once guys got you know as strong as he as strong as he is and you know uh, able to be right there with him, he didn't have anything to, to zig when everybody else was zagging. So I think Julio Julio's still up there. Real quick, can all three of y'all give me y'all top five receivers right now? If that's fair, if you, I mean, if y'all feel like y'all got that off the top of y'all head, I do. Go ahead. Um, in order or just five? <laughs> we don't have to do order. Okay. Uh, Julio, Hopkins, um, Devontae Adams. Ah, oh, man. Golly, I see what y'all doing. My list don't get a little different. Uh, <laughs> I got to put Hill in there. And then... Golly, Odell is hurt. I love O, but I can't put him five because he, he ain't gave me the numbers a couple years, but... Uh, Who a fifth one, Coach? Who I can throw in that five? It's a lot, man. You got uh, A.J. Brown. You got D.K. Metcalf. You got <clears throat> um, mm. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. You got, uh, I'm going to give D.K. I'm going to go. going to put some respect on this young man's name eventually? Cool. <laughs> no, Amari Cooper, no. He's just a great route runner, bro. Right. See what I'm talking about, America? I need y'all to listen to this. And not one of these niggas says Stephon Diggs, and he has the best years of yeah. season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Hey, right. the reason the reason That's why right. sedation we got a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We got a podcast. The reason why the reason why I didn't say his name because I was because I have him on my list. I was just trying to help him out for his fifth one. Talk to him. I was just trying to I was trying to help him out with his fifth one. Have him on my list. I'm like, y'all gonna run all these names for real? Don't pass this man. Okay, so list again: Julio Hop, Devontae, uh, you said Hill. Devontae Diggs. What's it? Julio. Hart. And if you name any other name, ah, right now as it stands, because and I'm encompassing body structure, physical traits, stats. I'm gonna and, give it to. I'm gonna fashion. give it to 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 Tariq before DK, because Tariq's production has been consistent since he's entered, and DK, he wants. Well, I feel like last year, once they got like a hold on what that nigga really do, he started kind of becoming days. Low key. What in your in your analysis basically, what I, does DK specifically do? Like what is his he still, had a good, he still had a great year. The nigga is fast, strong, and can contest the catches. He just, you know, him and Russell Wilson wasn't clicking like As Brian has never been fast. No, 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 no. Once they figure you out, you slow down. How did they figure him out though? Who how they figure who out? There's Brian? No, 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 no. They just lazy. I said DK. I said DK. <laughs> Yeah, DK, DK Metcalf is fast, but they keep up with him. As long as they keep up with him and play they defense. They keep up with DK Metcalf, not from what I see. Bro, when they play the zones, they play the zone to DK. They that's don't play it to, to Tyler Lockett. That's zone, though, right? Okay, so when the defensive coordinators get the shit figured out, bro, you're done. 
Hey, man, you know what? I just love the list of receivers, man. Okay, this, this is my top five. This is my top five, right? Uh, number one, I'm going to put Tyreek Hill. Number two, I'm going to put Julio. Number three, I'm going to put Devontae Adams. Number four, actually, no, no. number three, I'm going to put uh, Stefan Diggs. Number four, I'm going to put Devontae. Gosh, dog, I hate doing that. Start, start over to Christian when you get your fifth one. Okay, number, number five, number five, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. You took, you're looking at statistics right now from last year? I just, I just pulled up a list of receivers, and I forgot about them. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. about it's, it's so hard to come up with a list of, like, top five receivers because Justin there's, like, there's, like, ten, there's like 10 top five receivers in the league. And twenty top ten receivers in the league, it's it's so. I mean, there's so many guys that are, that, that are good. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 real it's real hard. Also, too, it's like there's so many different flavors, right? So like like me personally, oh. I I weigh I weigh route running and separation much higher than I weigh uh, what you are at the catch point. So like DeAndre Hopkins great receiver would never make my list. Uh, uh, Michael Thomas would never make my list. A uh, Kenny Galladay would never make my list because I don't, I don't, uh, even, even Mike Evans though, he's a little bit better. Uh, wouldn't make my list because that's not Mike what Evans I value. Is a little bit better than who? Uh, as, 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 as far as, as far as separation I'm, I'm talking about, then, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and, uh, Michael, Michael okay. Thomas. But that, you, I think that boy's on the physical trace. He just don't have that elite speed to separate at the top of route. That's why he has the elite hands and the contested catch ability. But go, but go ahead. Go ahead, Edward. Uh, uh, real quick, so we can try to get back into free agency. Is there? Is it ever possible that you could be so such an elite catcher that, like, you know, we don't necessarily have to worry about you creating space? Is there ever, like, uh yeah well i mean there there's certain things like once you once you get good at something um like you tend to try to even unconsciously like you'll you'll just make that better right, right? so um you know uh someone someone like a like an alan robinson right uh he's freaky uh, at the catch point, he runs pretty decent routes. Pretty uh, actually, I'm not say decent. He runs very good routes. Uh, but compared to some other guys, the guys are a lot better than him, right? right. Um, uh, but you know, because he's so elite at that one thing, that carries him so much that you know, it's 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 the same thing when you know with running quarterbacks. Uh, you know, if if a guy is an elite runner early on, that carries him so much through games. You know, after a while, you know, it kind of hurts him uh, be, be, because it's uh it, it's it's so good. Uh, picking back off of that, Christians. Uh, so far the uh, Ravens, uh, they haven't made like the biggest splash in terms of uh getting uh Lamar Jackson some help. Uh, mm -hmm. Sedacious. is that called? I I I don't I don't remember where I heard this from, but uh, I'm pitching this to you, Sedacious. Um, they were basically talking about the reason we haven't seen the Ravens trying to be proactive in terms of like getting uh Lamar Jackson like some uh, receivers is because like. I don't want to, I don't believe I'm misquoting this. So let's just say allegedly they said this is because like, they don't believe that's the direction the Ravens are trying to move in in terms of their offense and continuing to build around Lamar 
Oh, they went out, I believe, and got like some some got them some blocking. Offensive guard. They just signed uh, yeah. Kevin Seasler, Seasler, Zietler, Kevin Zietler, Zietler, Kevin Zietler, three years. Uh, they resigned. Quit offensive linebacker, offensive linebacker, defensive tackle. So they only resigned so far. Uh, their offensive guard, as far as like offensive, uh, offensive free agency moves go. Um, so like, I mean, so that is that like. Alarming is that like they being stubborn? Do they believe they have enough? I don't. I'm not sure what their cap space looks like in terms of being able to go out and get a decent guy or three really good receivers. Um, hold on, I seen something else. They, they, they okay, so let's see. Then Willie Sneed is an unrestricted free agent, uh, their center. Matt Scora is an unrestricted free agent. Chris Moore, their receiver, he signed with the Houston Texans. They just, their guard, uh, DJ Flucker, unrestricted free agent. Des Bryant, unrestricted free agent. And yeah, they have tight end Eric Tomlinson. He has resigned with the uh, with the Ravens. Wide receiver, DeAndre White, unrestricted free agent. Um, so yeah, they haven't really made any splashes. They still got Mark Andrews. Mark Andrew. Yes, they tap that tight end that Deshaun like a lot. Um, I mean, not Deshaun. I, uh, I think Lamar. they do, but don't quote me on that. I haven't seen. I, it doesn't say whether he re-signed or signed. So I'm assuming he's still under contract with them. Yeah, the tight end is still there. For me, it seems yeah. like they're trying to they're trying to beef up the line to be able to run the ball a lot better. Oh, real quick, guys, and also uh, Mark Ingram, he's gone. He just signed with the Texans, so you keep going. Yeah, but that's. I'm, yeah, but they got a uh, old Dobbin. <laughs> so yeah, Dobbin. Like they're, they're trying to beef up to to be better at the run, and I guess you know. Just playing old school football, I guess that's the way the thing gonna go. Because if they can run with the quarterback and run the ball, you know, it's just subsequently it's gonna open up the pass. So I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of as far as the approach. But then you don't have to have that that good of receivers if you run the ball down somebody's throat and they load the box. Uh, some somewhat. Uh, I think. Uh... Uh, I think they are trying to trying to get back to that 2019 offense, uh, and and sure enough, the offensive line is one way to get there. Uh, but also, we got to remember, this is only day three of free agency. There's right. still there's still one, two, three, four, five, six guys that 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 are available. That I'm like, okay, they can go after these guys. There's a Kenny uh, Kenny Galladay still available. Will Fuller still available. Juju Smith Schuster still available. Antonio Brown is still available. I'm not sure if he's going to go back to the Bucks or not. Um, uh, T.Y. Hilton still available and Curtis Samuel. So those, those are all receivers that they can go after, you know, and probably try to get a cheaper deal uh, for those guys. Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay is the number one guy. Um, but, but also, too, like we said, they don't necessarily need number ones. If they can get, if they can get two of these guys under contract – you know they can get they can get Antonio Brown to sign a cheap deal and get a Ty or a Curtis Samuel. Man, they it'd be good. Stand with the uh, stand with the uh, offensive line. So the Chiefs, I agree. They 
they are completely restructuring uh their offensive line. They let go of uh Eric Fisher, who got the kid who uh, ripped their Achilles against the Bills in the AFC Championship. Uh, they let go uh, of Mitchell Schwartz, who's been dealing with back injuries. Uh, and it's not, I don't, it's not likely that their center, uh, Austin Ryder, uh, will re-sign with them. And it's also possible that uh, Kalichi Osmelli and Andrew Wiley could also become free agents who are also on their offensive line for the Chiefs. Mm. However, however, the Chiefs did just sign uh, Joe Thoney for $80 million, uh, five years, uh, $32.5 million guaranteed uh, offensive lineman coming from the Patriots. The Chiefs did sign him. Um, so, uh, obviously, we're going to win the game. It starts with the trenches. Does this cause a concern for the Chiefs and them kind of restructuring their offensive line, or are we going to continue to see the Chiefs as they've been uh, the past couple of years? Uh, I, I think it's cause for concern. Uh, I think, you know, if if all if the guys they sign all start all 16 games and don't get hurt, great. Um, and if they don't have any injuries anywhere else, great. But that's, a, that's a lot of money that they're putting towards the uh, towards the offensive line. Um, and, uh, I, you know, sure, we have recency bias. You know, yeah, that, it hurt them during the Super Bowl. I get it. Um, but that's just a lot of money, man, that they're putting there. Uh, they're still trying to go after Trent Williams, I think, uh, offering him over $20 million. Um, you know, if they don't get him, they, they might go after Hudson, uh, the center that, that the Raiders just uh, let go um, and pay him a, a pretty penny. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're putting a lot of they, they got a lot of high high dollar contracts. They got over seven players making over 14 million dollars. So it's a lot of money in, inside of a few players there. So, OK, okay. Um, so Sean Hart is uh, first and foremost, I are you still a Texans fan? Is okay. So whether or not I feel like we all believe that the son is probably gonna leave. So like whether or not he stays, you done with the Texans? Done. All right, bet. All right. So still asking for your. <laughs> he is. Can my man not explain that though? I've been explaining. You on the podcast? Go back and watch. Now. I told you, right. I'm here as long as Deshaun is here. I've waited my whole life for us to get a black, intelligent, charismatic leader as we have Deshaun, who can, you know, also have the on-field success. You're right. He leaves us because he feels like we're misled through the front office. We have a racist culture. Um, it isn't player first. It isn't player friendly. The late, great McNair, um, you know, alluded to it being a prison asylum and how the prisoners could not run the asylum, which is why Dwayne Brown wanted to leave. And, you know, the carousel shit fucking show clearly continues as we sign Tyrod Taylor, who is a gleaming picture of mediocrity. I like Tyrod. He is a black man with a job <laughs> in the NFL. Don't make this a thing like that. But as far as where we want to go, he is a step down from Deshaun Watson. You know it. I know it. Yes, I am no longer a Texans fan. All right, so uh, for those who don't know, like Sean Hart, uh, Izzo just said, the Texans just recently uh, signed uh, quarterback Tyrod Taylor, um, who was, is coming from the Bills, no, the Chargers, coming from the Chargers. Uh, and remember, he had up getting set out because he was trying to get a shot or some type of injection and like the train of punch it is long. 
they're trying to give him like an injection uh, before the game or whatever. Uh, so he's uh, completely healthy from that. Thank you. Uh, but the Texans now have Tyrod Taylor, uh, one year, $12.5 million. They've also uh, signed cornerback Terrence Mitchell. Uh, they've re-signed quarterback, quarterback, cornerback, cornerback uh, Vernon Hargreaves. Uh, they signed the Raiders defensive tackle uh, Malik Collins. They signed the Bills right receiver Andre Roberts. And they signed the Packers linebacker Christian Kirksey. They've signed the Dolphins linebacker Camus Kruger, Kruger Hill, Camus Kruger Hill. Uh, they've, like I said earlier, they just signed Mark Ingram to a one-year deal. Uh, they've also added the Patriots offensive tackle, so the Patriots losing some of their guys on the offensive line. Uh, the Texans also assigned Patriots offensive tackle Marcus Cannon. And they also received the Dolphins, the Dolphins offensive linebacker Shaq. Lawson uh, in exchange for inside linebacker uh, Benardrick McKinney. So uh, I know you done or you only there as long as the uh, Texans are there, Sean Hard. Our defense has always been atrocious, mostly the secondary, I believe, in my own opinion. Uh, but as you see for the offensive acquisitions, they got Tyrod Taylor, they got Andre Roberts, they got Mark Ingram, and they got Marcus Cannon. Done. So, people, I am about to pitch this question to uh, Coach Johnson, but for whatever random reason last year, we know how last year went when we was talking about the season. For whatever reason, Coach Johnson thought spectacular things were going to happen. Uh, I'm proud of us because I can't remember the last time we talked about Bill O'Brien on this podcast. So that shows growth, that shows maturity. Uh, but for whatever reason, those off those offensive, those off-season moves by um, uh, damn, what's the dude's name? We didn't talk about him so long. You'll be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on, a second. what's his name again? I'm Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, bro. We ain't talking about him. I'm dead ass. I really couldn't think of his name. The offseason moves that Bill O'Brien did last year, for whatever reason, Christian was so hyped about the great him. Bill O'Brien. Them bringing in different types of receivers and so forth uh, and trying to shake things up. Now, obviously, Bill O'Brien isn't there. They're under new leadership, new head coach. Coach Johnson, you was listening to a pro football focus. You said they was hyping up the Texans or giving them some, really probably just selling a pipe dream. We just don't call it a book. Uh, for whatever reason, Coach Johnson, why do you like what the Texans are doing this offseason yet again? Uh, well, uh, real quick, uh, since we uh, invoked uh, the great Bill O'Brien and uh, the move to last season, uh, and, and I actually haven't had a chance to say this on the podcast, but when we look back at it, it worked. Deshaun Watson had his best year as a quarterback last year. Did he not? He did. Now, the rest of the team sucked. He had an MVP season as a passer, and they, they only won four games. But before you continue, let it be known that you did not foresee that or believe in that at the beginning of last year. I said I said that he wasn't playing well at the beginning of the year last year. Was he not? All right. All right. But the experiment, hey, less is more, it works. 
Uh, the full season, it worked. I said that this season. All right, we're talking about this. Okay, all right, now. So, <laughs> so Nick Casario. Nick Casario coming in, pissing off Deshaun, uh, trying to figure out, hey, how can I how can I make Patriots South work, right? Or Patriots Southwest, because uh, Brian Flores has Patriots South in, in Miami. Uh, and so he comes in. And he has to figure out, hey, my quarterback doesn't want to be here. The team sucks. I got to figure out what's going on with Jack Easterby. What am I going to do? He has a six-year contract. He's implementing a six-year plan. Isaac was right, right? Now, this might be one of the only times I'll say that. Isaac was right. The names that you named off, the names that you named off, those guys are, are not worth anything, Right? You guys will have the number one pick next year. Congratulations, right? Probably we picking Spencer Rattler out of Oklahoma or something like that. One of one of those type guys. Unless uh, uh, you know, see what they do as far as trading Deshaun Watson goes. But uh, he's setting up for the future. He is setting up for the future. Um, he's playing. He's playing a long game. I like it. He's bringing in guys uh, that are uh, Patriots type guys uh, that are going to bring in the the type of culture that he wants. Um, and he's setting it up. I like it. I like the setup. I like. I like him not trying to. Of course, you like him. I like him not trying to. You know, go eight and eight. You know, be middling there. He's like, hey, look, we got to blow it up, and then we're gonna build it back better. So, righty then that's enough on the Texans, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, whatever. I'm done with them. Oh, uh, Kelly. I'm, I'm uh, team Deshaun. Oh, uh, so sedacious. As me and Isaac were, or we are on the verge of being done with the Texans. We're just waiting on Deshaun to get traded. Uh, you were on the verge of being done with Dak Prescott, had Jerry Jones not did right by him and paid him his money. Uh, again, Dak Prescott, four year contract, $160 million, uh, 123 uh, guaranteed. Dak Prescott got his money. Um, as a Texan, I'm a Texan fan, as a Cowboys fan. And again, also, there's no trade clause in his contract, and he cannot be franchise tagged as well. Uh, that is also in his contract. So that's just what is the future of the Dallas Cowboys now that Jerry Jones has committed to Dak Prescott? Um, honestly, a defense. I don't, I, I, I rewind the tape, people, like, go. All the way back when I said if Dak had a defense, we'd be all right. And he still ain't had no defense. And they don't look like they're going to give him no defense going into next year because you just paid him a whop. So paying him a whop suggests to me that we're well, probably not going to get we're probably not going to get too many big wigs on defense. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully we draft good and Trevon comes into his own along with Jordan Lewis and the rest of those guys on defense. Uh, your boy, Demarcus Lawrence, I ain't gonna lie, man. He ain't, he ain't been doing it for me. You know what I'm saying? He like on some J.J. Watt shit to me. Like, I'm, I'm like, bro, just. Hey, 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 bro, bro. He is not on no kind of J.J. Watt shit. That nigga on the downward slope, He is bro. not on no. Okay, J.J. Watt was on the downward slope from three-time back-to-back defensive player of the year. Demarcus Lawrence ain't never sniffed that shit. Anyway, so yes, point proven exactly. All these niggas be defensive ends for a good little while. 
don't win no Super Bowl, and then that's it. You just try to put him on J.J. Watt level, and I just have to put you in. No, bro, I didn't try to put him on J.J. Watt level. You tried to No, no, you didn't let me finish, and if you would let me finish, you would have understood my reference. But instead, you decided to take it for what you took it for and rebuttal out of me. That's what you did. But what I'm saying was both them niggas is on a downward slope, bro. Like, that's all I was saying. I said, Jay, I think I think I just let him go. I don't I don't agree. I don't disagree with that. What I do agree with is that both them niggas ain't how they used to be. And so, and I've been seeing this from Demarcus Lawrence like three years back when they paid him the 90 mil extension. So I'm like, man, I don't know what y'all did that for. The nigga can't keep his hands off his hips. So but yeah, pretty much, we don't have a defense. We'll go as far as Dak, Dak Prescott can take us with a spotty offensive line. And then that's it. I'm not going to sit up here and be delusional and be like, oh, the Cowboys is going to win the division. But I don't know. Washington is making moves. Philly is making moves. So you never know. So I can't get you on the record saying that the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. Oh, you can. We're going to win the division. I want to defend Demarcus Lawrence real quick. I mean, man, he had so uh, last year he still had 47 pressures um, on, on a quarter. How many sacks? Uh, how many sacks he have? He had seven sacks last year. Not even touched 10. God damn. Uh, but but look, though, look, though, pre pressures. Pressures is like more, uh, more reliable. <laughs> no, no, pressures is more more reliable and sometimes it's more effective uh, than sex are. Uh, but I'm just I'm just looking at I'm looking at PFF right now. So yeah, 2017 uh, he had a 92 pass rush grade, 2018 84, 2019 uh, 78, and then last year he had an 85 pass rush grade. So what, bro? He's back on. He's going back up. That nigga went from 90. You know, and then to eight, bruh, 85? 60 is good. You know what? 60 is average in there. You could be the rest of the D-line, right? You're right. Because we still we didn't have Tyrone for, I don't know how long. I'm um, sorry, y'all know him. Tyrone, no. We didn't have that nigga for so long. And uh, the, the left tackle, Tyron Smith. Uh, and then they yeah. drafted this, this Connor, Connor Williams nigga. Like, he was just going to be the savior. And that nigga got pushed around and left at left tackle. So I'm like, man, I don't know, dog. We don't have the Zach Martin and Travis Frederick and Lionel Collins and Tyron Smith. We don't have that line that we used to have where Ezekiel Elliott could do whatever the fuck you want. And whenever you take the line away from Ezekiel Elliott, it's like, oh, this is really, really what you do when you don't have an online? Oh, okay. Well, shit, we might be really doomed without that. Oh, that goes down. Oh yeah, that's it. Call the season. Yeah, y'all shouldn't have. Uh, y'all shouldn't have paid Zeke. Uh, but you know. Oh, yeah, uh, so you you good on the Cowboys basis? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm still a little disappointed, bro. Because I mean, <laughs> upon upon more research, fam, I'm like, yeah, I'm excited about Dak. But I said this before. I was I ever celebrated Dak. He needs a defense, bro. Any any quarterback ever won the Super Bowl had a defense, bro. I'm sorry. I think y'all defense would be better this year. Um, you're changing up the scheme. You got uh, Dan Quinn coming in there with the uh, the Seattle scheme. It's a lot. It's much more simpler. It's much more simple. Um, and we thought that with uh, Richard. Was it, was it Chris Richard? Same shit. Yeah, yeah. Defense was better. 
Hey, Coach Johnson, what means more to you? What means more to you specifically? Mm -hmm. What you see with your eyes or what numbers tell you? Gun to your head. You can only pick one. Oh, damn. I was going to say, you can't vote that hoe. Well, no, because some, some, sometimes it, I, I would say numbers because sometimes your eyes can lie. So mm -hmm. you would go with what numbers tell you over what your eyes see? Well, if I had to choose, yeah. But the thing is, you. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So look. You all won tonight, Well, no, Edward, Edward. With the, Tampa, Edward, Edward. With the Tampa Bay. Edward, you can't, you can't go on like that because you just you gave me, you gave, you gave me either or. You, you gave me you, your answer. You gave me either or. But the thing is, I would choose both. Going on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, ah! uh, talking about uh, deep, talking about defense, uh, coming off talking about defense with the Cowboys. So for a lot of people, they kind of feel like how are the, uh, obviously the Patriots, how the Buccaneers going to be able to do it with their money and kind of like re-signing some of their key guys. They were able to uh, re-sign uh, Shaq Barrett, four years, $68 million. Uh, they're going to franchise tag Chris Godwin. They also re-signed re Levante David, two years, 25 mil. And they got Rob Gronkowski again, one year for eight mil. And um, is what you call it a free agent, an unrestricted free agent, uh, Brown? Antonio Brown, yeah, he's a free agent right now. Okay, okay. Uh, so they may get him, may not. Um, so the Reds can get him. Do y'all see? Uh, and I also know what you call it is a free agent as well. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Do y'all see possibly the books repeat? Or was that, you know, just a Cinderella story for Tom Brady? They can definitely repeat. They can definitely repeat. They got all the all the basic tools they need. They don't need to bring Leonard Fournette back. They can get a, a, a back in the draft. Actually, actually, they're talking to James Wright right now, which actually be better for them because they didn't have a back. They can catch up the backfield that well. Um, so, yeah, they can definitely repeat. all the Patriots over there. Yeah, yeah so... <laughs> So that's the real picture of South, uh, you know, <laughs> right there. Uh, yeah, you got uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say that the ultimate ingredient to the Patriots is obviously Tom Brady. So, yeah. But um, Bill Belichick can say it's James White. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who do y'all think, real quick, Christian? We're going to let you close it out with uh, the Jaguars. But real quick, who do y'all possibly see winning that starting job now that Drew Brees has retired out of Taysom Hill and uh, Jameis Winston? <laughs> Jameis. I don't, I, don't I don't even know why people are playing into uh, John Payton's little game with Taysom Hill. He's not going to start day one. The people wanted to know it was my right to ask. Like, I, don't, I, don't I mean, man, everybody in the media is like, oh, who, who do we know? Bro, Jameis Winston is gonna start. When they when they when they lost when they lost to the Buccaneers, uh uh Drew Brees went over to Jameis and said, Okay, it's yours, it's your team now. Okay, so it, it's Jameis Winston is gonna start day one. Right, they're gonna play this whole game all uh off. They're competing for the starting job. Yeah, all that BS. Uh, James Winston is gonna start week one. Taysom Hill is gonna stay in his role, um, and they're gonna have a dynamic offense. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? I mean, shoot, all right, Christian man. Uh, y'all got signees at the Wazoo. 
for these uh for these old Jaguars. Uh, I know you're excited. Uh, for I the am. people following you, I know they keep on looking at your uh your draft your draft grade. Um, so <laughs> what are your likes? What are your dislikes? What are your hopes? And what are your future projections for the Jaguars with free agency so far? Because we still have a draft too to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, I, every pretty much everything I could want, uh, they got uh, except for. Josh Jones, uh, not not being able to get him, uh, but the Browns got him. That that was that was uh, one that I wish we could have got. But outside of that, man, um, I love everything that the Jags have done. They did not overspend. Uh, a lot of the Jags fans day one were were panicking, like, "Whoa, what are we doing? Who are these guys?" Uh, but uh, you know, day two they came in. They got great deals with Marvin Jones. Um, uh, re-signing uh, Sidney Jones was great. Uh, getting the Griffin brothers from, from Seattle to come in, uh, phenomenal. I'm 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 very excited with what the Jags are doing. Um, you know, this we're going to be able to put out a much better product on the field this year. Very excited. Uh, Seahawks haven't been making any moves. Cause a concern for uh, for uh, Russell. I think, I think he's, yeah, I think, I think he's coming out. Of, I think he's going to be out the door, man. I, I really think they're, they're about to trade him. Out the door. They do not fuck with him in Seattle. I think they're about to trade him. Um, For the Packers fans out there, uh, Aaron Jones has a re-signed uh, four years, 48 million. <laughs> okay. uh, he signed that before, like, the tampering uh, kind of, like, opened up. So, uh, Packers getting Aaron Jones back. Yeah, man. Uh I feel bad for Packers fans. Right. I mean, you spend you spend a second round pick on a running back, and then you get another running back. Uh, you you the running back that you that you draft him to replace. You re-sign him to to big money, and so you don't just, get a receiver. Uh, I was gonna ask you, Sedexis, are you going to miss Andy Dalton, who's left the Cowboys? Is now signed a one-year deal with the Chicago Bears. No, not at all. They really should have left uh, this Garrett nigga. I forget he played one game and was slicing and dicing. It's like, oh, Andy's Dalton back. Let's just put him in there. I'm like, nah, this this Garrett nigga was getting it. I forgot his name, bro. But <laughs> we, we had we had started. That that one nigga, I forgot his name. He had the weird ass last name. But after that, the quarterback got that. God damn, I can't believe mm. ain't just kept me. But anyway, fuck Andy Dalton. There we go. Yeah, he's from mm. Katie. I said it. Fuck him. Oh, I'm not from Katie. But um, all right, beautiful people. Uh that wraps up this week's show, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh hope that you've been able to get some very insightful information. Uh, with NFL free agency for us. Um, yeah, man, uh, be on the lookout for our mock NFL drafts. Um, it may, it's going to be realistic, and some picks may not be realistic. We may take a running back in the first round. We may not take a running back in the first round. Uh, but, yeah, man, definitely be on the lookout for our mock uh, NFL draft coming up uh, in the near future. Um, yeah, man, again, I always thank y'all for watching. Continue to uh, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you follow each and every one of us on our social media platforms and on YouTube. 
um yeah man and uh whatever game out there you plan to get ahead in life make sure you respect it thank you for watching the respect the game podcast catch you next week